This morning we want to share from the story of the resurrection of Jesus, Bah Humbug. Bah Humbug. The disciples' disbelief. This week that we are celebrating, if we go back in time, was a week full of ups and downs. There were, there were some expectations when we uh, last week were visiting the story. There was really high expectation of the kingdom of God now. The people thought the kingdom of God was going to appear at once. When Jesus entered the city, they shouted out, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord later in the week. Jesus says to the 11 disciples, hey, to the 12 disciples, I confer on you a kingdom just as my father conferred one on me. Kingdom now. The reign of God is going to break into the earth and things are going to be set, by, set right in a moment by this good and gracious God. That expectation was super high. And yet with that high expectation, Jesus brought some doubt to it. As he's celebrating the Passover meal with the disciples, he says, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Well, I thought it was about here. Now it's being delayed. Maybe the kingdom's later. Up, down. Kingdom now, can what? There was also ups and downs about, are you the king or are you not the king? The religious leaders, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the Sanhedrin, they would ask Jesus, if you are the king. But then when they bring Jesus before Pilate, they say, he claims to be the king. Well, is he the king or is he not the king? Julius Caesar asked the same question. Jesus, are you the king of kings? And then when the placard that went above the cross was placed there, Julius Caesar had them write, this is the king of the Jews. I mean, are we, is, there, is he or is he not? The thieves on the cross, one thief is saying, aren't you the king? The other, king, the other thief is saying, well, remember me when you, you come into your kingdom. So that brings us into the story, this Sunday morning, this, this resurrection event, and we're really coming this up and down and this is what we find, Luke 24, 1 through 12. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. And when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. They did not find a body while they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. And the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He is risen. Remember. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? 
The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. And they remembered those words. So when they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe. They did not believe the women. Their words seemed to them like, Bah, humbug. Nonsense. This is idle talk. The disciples disbelieved. However, Peter, the curious one, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen that had wrapped the body lying by themselves. And he went away, at least scratching his head wondering to himself, what's happened? In this account, the first thing I would like to do is thank the ladies. There, there is something like really, really unique that's happening in this story that would not have happened in the Greek and Roman world. Women were not believed A woman's opinion did not count, but in this story it did. These were the first ones to remember his words. These were the first ones to believe. These were the first ones to go and tell the other apostles, the eleven, the called men, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified on the third day, be raised again. He is not there. He is risen. So women, there is something within you that allows you to be reminded, that allows you to have angels appear to you, that, that you don't run away from that. You kind of bow down, face to the ground, and say, what is it that you want to say? And this story of Jesus is full of women like that. So ladies, thanks. Thanks that you're probably going to be the first to get the point today. Thank you. Now guys, it's kind of a sad story of the eleven. Disbelief is not unbelief. Disbelief and unbelief are not the same thing. They did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. The, the, the 11 refused to believe. We just, we just, we don't believe right now. It's a right now. We don't, we don't, there's not enough evidence. We're still in disappointment. Remember, they're up and down, weak. And at this point, they're down. And they're not willing to risk believing. How can this be? We just watched him die. How can we believe as a lot? We just, we know. Your words are nonsense. Idle talk, humbug. Oh, bah, humbug. Yet Peter, when he saw the linen strips inside the tomb and no body, he began to wonder to himself. Jesus, risen, continues to appear to people, 
Two of those were individuals on the road to Emmaus, and after some time with Jesus, their eyes were opened, and they too went back to the eleven. So the women went back. The two on the road to Emmaus went back. They went and they shared their story. We have seen him. He's risen. It's true. And as they're telling the story, Jesus appears to them. Jesus shows up right in the room. And they were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. I don't know why Luke, he uses two different words for terror and fright. All that I can understand by those two different words is they were really terrified. It was really scary. They were frightened. They're having a conversation in a room with two and eleven and all of a sudden there's Jesus. And Jesus asks them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts rise in your minds? There's this, you're just kind of, your minds have been thrown into confusion. I know it's been an up and down week. Is the kingdom coming? Is the kingdom now? Is the, am, I the, am, I not, am I dead? Am I alive? I know your minds are swirling around. But why, such, why so much confusion? And even after that conversation and Jesus in a moment is gone, they still did not believe. The disciples disbelieved. Yet this time, something is breaking in their disbelief. Now they do not believe because of joy and amazement. The light is beginning to go on. They're daring to believe this is real. They traveled from disbelief to acceptance on this path. Did not the king have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? Beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in the scriptures concerning himself. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. He opened their minds. He enabled them to perceive so that they could understand what was written, the scriptures. The faith of these 11, the faith of the sent ones, it moved from disbelief over time with appearances, with witness to a faith. This is the faith of the sent ones. The king will suffer. The king will rise from the dead on the third day. Repentance for forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. My friends, do we believe the tomb is empty? Where are we? I mean, there's a scale here from disbelief 
to acceptance. And I think what I would like to communicate from what we're reading is that it's hard to believe. It is hard to believe that someone could be raised from the dead. And it's hard to believe that because that's outside of our experience. I don't think any of us, and if you have a story, I'd love to hear it. I don't think any of us have ever been in a room where someone that's died suddenly appears and says, Hello. But Jesus is inviting us to believe. And he's really, to, he's really inviting us to move in a process just like the first 11. It's a process from disbelief to acceptance. And as I'm talking, I really, 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 I really just talk to yourself at the same time. Where are you on this scale? I'm just, I, just, I just don't dare to believe this. To maybe so, from fear of believing it to joy and acceptance of, yeah, okay, maybe so, to full acceptance. Jesus is alive. I know it so much that when I close my eyes this morning, I see him. I see this, this, this dim little imprint. There he is. And if there's going to be any movement from disbelief to acceptance. It's based on two things. One is very substantial, solid. It's written. It is written. God superintended the writing of his story so that you and I can open up a Bible and we can read But did you notice it's not good enough to do that? Just simply opening up the Bible and reading places that talk about the Messiah coming, the Messiah dying, the Messiah raised from the dead, it's not enough. Because something has to happen in that reading. Did you notice what it is? Our mind, our eyes have to be opened We're closed-minded and we're blind until the Holy Spirit somehow begins to whisper. I want you to hear. The Holy Spirit begins to touch your eyes as I want you to see. See, it's really the Holy Spirit that's at work with the eleven. And he starts, and I mean, their hearts are closed. We are grieving Our expectation of the kingdom and the king have been dashed. The Romans are out to get us. We're going to die just like him. Their their heart is closed and their mind is closed. And what did it take for them to move from that place of disbelief to acceptance? It took Jesus opening their eyes, giving them the ability to comprehend, remember my words. I told it to you several times. Remember my words. Why didn't they remember those words? They didn't want to hear those words. Pew! 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 Did you hear what he said? No, I didn't hear what he said. Okay, good. It's just like, isn't that just like us? So, so what do we want to do today? 
Do you, do you just want me to be the only person in the room that believes this? Or shall we all believe this? And should we all believe this because the Holy Spirit gives every one of us the ability to comprehend from the very soul of who we are that this is real. This is history. This is truth. God said it was going to happen. It happened. And he can remind us today that it happened and that he's alive today. So I'm wondering, could we all be bold enough like to stand up together and invite the risen one to do something internally, to do something, to shift something in our heart, to let him have access to our brain, to drop our guard and our defenses and to say, come Lord, come risen one. It reminds me of the father who said, oh, Jesus, I believe, but help me in my disbelief. So if you're there, could you, could, let's just stand together. Let's invite the risen Lord. Jesus, we could read this story again and again and again. We could attend Easter services today and next year and the year and you know, 20 years, we could, we could attend Easter services. And yet we might still not embrace the truth of what you have done and who you are in this moment. So, Jesus, because you are alive, I ask you to visit us this morning. Truthfully, I believe you've already been here. I believe that you were here before we came. I believe that you were pleased when we sang songs of worship to you. I believe that you were honored. I believe that there was a big smile on your face. And I believe, Lord, that right now you're walking among us. That you're not distant. That you are close. And Jesus, none of us can do your ministry. Only you can do your ministry. And your ministry is done through the help of the Holy Spirit. And so, Holy Spirit, we invite you to come. Jesus, I thank you this morning for the freedom that all of us have in this room. We can all say, like those first 11 disciples, we can't believe this. It's too much. It blows all of our circuits. It doesn't conform to our reality. Our formula of life is interrupted by this. And Jesus, unless you open our eyes, we will never see 
the reality of our risen Lord. And we'll never experience the life that you intend to give us to be enjoyed now, beginning now and forevermore. So Jesus, come. And just as you laid your hand upon the eyes of the blind, I invite you to lay your hand upon the eyes of any of us that are struggling with disbelief. Open our eyes, Jesus. Open our eyes to see you. Give us a glimpse of where you are right now, how close you are. Jesus, touch our hearts. Jesus, confront our belief system. Jesus, break into this moment, into our lives, each of us individually and all of us together as a community before you. Jesus, demonstrate Jesus, dispel the fear. As you dispel the fear of those original disciples, we do not need to fear you. And let that fear become a joy. And fill us with wonder and amazement of who you are and what you've done for us. And thank you too, Jesus, for the freedom that we don't have to answer all the questions. We never will. We stand in amazement of what you've done. The king has suffered. The king has allowed his subjects to put him to death. The king has exposed our rebellion. And the king has granted us forgiveness. The king has died. He's paid the penalty of our sin. So that like him, we can be raised to life. He was dead. But on the third day he rose. And today, repentance, an end of our rebellion, the forgiveness of our sins is proclaimed. Jesus, we are witnesses of who you are and what you've done. Send us now. Send us into our neighborhood. Send us into our city. Send us into our nation. Send us into the nations of this world, empowered by the Holy Spirit, to testify of your life. Finally, Jesus, I pray that each of us and all of us could celebrate, that this would be a celebration for us, not just today, for this season now called Easter, the Lord, you would give us opportunity after opportunity to celebrate your resurrection. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray.
Amen. God bless you in however you celebrate uh, today is Easter Resurrection Sunday. And I just want to encourage you. This, this is a seven-week season. So don't, don't just, just don't compress everything into one day. Spread it out. And, and enjoy and bring your neighbors into the joy of this story. Okay? Thank you very much for our time together.